never gave a fuck about what anybody told me, man, or, or what they said about me. I never gave a fuck what anybody said about me, bro. Because if I gave a fuck about what the world thinks of me, I would not think what I have to do for the world. I look at everything I love, I look at everything I hate. And it is a thin line between all of that shit. Love it all, love life. Loyalty is love. She's been here before. You've seen her before. Definitely. Or her facial reactions before. Yes. <laughs> and now she's here to really talk to y'all because now there's the spotlight's on her. Mm-hmm. Sorry, hubby. No, no him this time. This is all wifey now. <laughs> so we have the queen here, and she's going to talk to us. So let's get straight to it. You are a... Mixologist. No, 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 no. Not just that. She's a stylist. It, will, it is a... A cocktail stylist. A cocktail stylist. That's oh. when I was like, so I need it. So you got to tell me. She does sell garnishes on the side. That's what I'm saying. Get into that's that. what I'm So talk to me. So like before, if you guys do not know, tell us your name. So my name is Chrissy, um, and I own Charismatic Creations. Owns. <laughs> like and so that. we are a mobile bar service company. We... Um, Bottle our own non-alcoholic cocktail mixers, bottle cocktails, barware, glassware, garnishes. We um, style cocktails for commercial shoots. We help bars develop bar programs. We do pretty much everything. If you're thinking about cocktails, if you're thinking about like curating an, an experience that involves drinks. Okay. Um, Not an event, an That's experience. what we do. Yes, it's an experience. Like because that. whether you are drinking something where the flavor profile is crazy or you're learning about the spirit that you're drinking or just everything or about the history about the spirit you're drinking, it's an experience. And I want people to experience something mm-hmm. every time my brand touches their event. Wow. So where did this start from? Because like, an exp- I, I want part. I want. I want in on the experience. But how do you just go from like? Everyone knows a bartender. I feel like yeah. everyone knows someone who like thinks they makes drinks. Mm-hmm. But like, yes. how you go uh-huh. from that to an experience? Like that's yeah. that's a lot. To a cocktail stylist. That's what I'm saying. Because yeah. I, I think everyone heard of a mixologist before. Yeah. Yeah. A cocktail stylist. That's different. Yeah, so the, I started, I went to the University of Maryland College Park. Shout out Terps. Go Terps. And so while I was in college, I needed some money so I could buy clothes from Forever 21 and so I could buy bottles and, you know, I just needed just live, your life. Just live my little life. So I started serving and then 
um, at Fridays in Capitol Heights. Okay. When I was 18, Shout so I started the there. Heights. Shout out to the Heights. I've seen some sh- some shit at the Heights. No, so you can't. I'm sorry. I was serving. I'm sorry, I was just like, I'm sorry. You can't. You gotta give me your best your, your best story at uh, Friday. I gotta hear it. I gotta hear it now. 18 years. Take me back. Okay, so <laughs> I am. So I'm serving there. And so it was a Sunday morning sort of situation. I never worked Sundays, but I was covering somebody's shift. And on one side, I was on the side where the bar was. And so I look over. It's like Sunday after church sort of situation. And all I see... I don't remember. Okay. So, no, it wasn't like any games playing. Like, it was people coming from church okay. or whatever to come <laughs> eat. And so, all I see is, like, weave in the air. Like, people, <laughs> they were fighting. So, something happened. Something weird happened. And the server was fighting a customer who wow. came back and thought that she stole her car. It was just a wow. weird situation. That was, like, one of the craziest ones when I was serving there. And I was just like, this is... I'm, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm and I'm going to make it best do, right? And so everybody just called me the college girl because I only worked on the weekends. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and then from there, I heard that McCormick and Schmicks on 9th and F mm. were hiring. So I was like, you know, okay, let me get some more money. Like let me go down there. Let me go down there. included in them checks, you know what I mean? Yes, and then like it's just it's just more of a hustle and bustle. Mm-hmm. I was like a cocktail server, so happy hour. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew McCormick and Schmick's happy hour was the best happy hour ever. Definitely. So from I want to say three p.m. to eight p.m. it was slam packed. You made mm-hmm. money as a cocktail server, right? And the people on the other side of the room they made money too because. Yes, the capitals. Oh, man. Like, the money was crazy as a server, too. And so I remember my interview. He wanted to know, like, if I knew about spirits and stuff and if I knew about scotch. And I threw out a fact that, like, the guy, I I told him, like, um, Al Pacino's favorite Mm -hmm. scotch. And then the general manager's like, oh, I didn't know that. So I was like, (laughs) I got this. (laughs) I like it. And so I started serving there. When I turned 21, they needed a bartender because it was short staff. So I started bartending there, and then I went from U Street, MGM, um, DuPont. I was not the not the best or worst, but what's the most unique bartending experience you've had as a bartender? Um, I would say honestly, I really loved the U Street crowd on the weekends. It was like really fast. Everyone's ready to have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, my regulars loved me. It was just like it was like a really unique. U Street is just different. It's like a a New Orleans bourbon street. Okay, like it's like that. a so it's just like characters. You just seeing the like same that. different kind of characters. It's a turn up sort of thing. So is there a weird drink someone asks you to make and you're like what? Yes. So someone asked me to make a Long Island hold the sour and the Coke. So you wanted vodka, gin, tequila, triple sec. And that's it. Rum, and that's it? Yes. Okay, so just (laughs) ask. That don't mean sound good. I love that. Yes. That does not sound good. Interesting. Yes. You only need one of them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and so hold, hold the sour, hold the coat. And so we just like, okay. And so the triple sack just adds a bit of that. And so, you know, I just went from like just bartending at other people's places. And then I was just like, you know, it's just really time to do, your own to do my own thing. I like to break rules. I like to experiment. I don't want to ask anyone if I could do something. I just want to think about it, if it's a great idea, bounce it off a few people I trust, and then go for it. No, that's not actual forgiveness, not permission. Yeah, I didn't want to ask for forgiveness either. I just wanted to do it. I just want to do it. Yeah, so having my own brand lets me do exactly what I want to do, and I don't really care what anyone has to say about it. So what year did you form your brand? 2017. So where were you as far as like, your your bartending career, like what made sort of that transition happen for you? Um, I was really upset that, like, I loved to travel at one point, so it really frustrated me that you had to find coverage for your shifts. Mm-hmm. And then once you find coverage, if your bar manager is a little upset because you keep traveling and they don't put you back on the schedule, mm-hmm. you're messing up my money. Sure. So it's like someone's in control of my income. Oh, let me think about this a little. <laughs> let me not me be in control of my income. So how do I do that? And so I bounced ideas off of my then boyfriend, who is now my fiance. And so we started talking, and he was just like, "Just do that. Just do that." Mm-hmm. And so I started buying the serial entrepreneur. Yes, like because. You know, he's been an entrepreneur for like ever, ever like a decade. <laughs> and so just having him being like, you could just do that shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I can just do that shit. <laughs> and so that's, that's really how it started. I started buying utensils. And I, at that point, I was not a mixologist. Mm. I was just a bartender. So every mixologist is a bartender, mm-hmm. but not every bartender, bartender is a mixologist. I learned how that works. And you gain that. It's not. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So explain that to me. Because yes. that, that went over my head. Now you're going front. Yes. It went over my head. So explain that to Nigga, me. Nigga, you know. <laughs> I get it, but like the way yeah, you, she. she it, like, you go to a boss and you're like, I want this cocktail. They make it a certain way. And be like, oh, all right, that's a good cocktail. Uh-huh. A mixologist, if you. All right, for I drink whiskey. I like old fashioned. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A mixologist is actually going to like. Get the real lemon, get the lemon zest, and they gonna peel the motherfucker. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Put the orange peel in that. Junk, for sure, for sure. You know what I'm saying? All that garnish shit, dress it up. At the top, you know. Everything. She do the little thing with the exactly. scoop and then boop. All that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Add a cherry little fire, exactly. add a little flare. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Burn a little sugar cube. But a bartender is just gonna make you an old fashioned. Yes. Yeah, so a bartender, <laughs> at the skeleton of mixology, every mixologist is a bartender. Like, that's where you start. You, you know how to tend bar, basically. You know how to make drinks. You know how to do customer service. Once you get into mixology, you, because as a bartender, you know the rules. Mm-hmm. So when you get into mixology, you know how to break them mm-hmm. because you already know the rules. So what you learn in bartending is that every every like cocktail has the same skeleton, meaning like it has the same measurements to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. A margarita and a sidecar is the same thing. The only difference is tequila, cognac, and mm-hmm. lime juice and lemon juice. Mm-hmm. But they have the same measurements. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So once you get into that, once you know that, then you st- can start creating not just a regular margarita, but like a hibiscus margarita, mm-hmm. or like a margarita with a cardamom syrup, or like wow. a sidecar and add um, some mumbo sauce. You know, like 
you you start to play around and get real crazy because you know what flavors can match with what things because so y'all are you like, measure everything. Y'all are like liquid scientists. We we literally are liquid scientists. We're educators. We're therapists. We're everything. So, a fact. so can you are very, very much therapy. So do you like learn infusion with all that or is that the next level stuff? So I mean you learn the infusion part because you're always reading, you're always experimenting. And so in twenty eighteen, that's when I started bottling my own infusions. Okay. Because I wanted to infuse a fruit and an herb and create a syrup that people mm-hmm. can use instead of like the sour mixes at the grocery store gotcha. that are full of preservative. That's why they can sit on the shelf. Gotcha. So my next question, mm-hmm. what makes you go from, Hey, I like to make cocktails to like, I want to get into like this whole like curation of drinks. Cause it seems like it's mm-hmm. more than just, I make yeah. cocktails. It's like, you curate liquids at this point. Yeah. So, like, when you said that thing about the syrup, I was like, wow. So, like, how does that, where did that come into? You said 2018, but, like, was it just like, hey, I'm just doing shit? Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to become, like, a household name. Mm-hmm. So, if you can't hire a bartender for your event, I want my brand in your house. And so, I was like, how do I do that? Everyone makes cocktails at home or mocktails if you're abstaining. And so... I want you to use my cocktail mixer. And so that's why I thought about it. And I grew up with a garden. So I always knew I wanted to do garden to cocktail or farm to cocktail. I knew that was point blank period. So I needed to figure out how to do that. Time out. I need you to coin that term and run with it. (laughs) Garden to cocktail? Yes. I see it now. Please make that a thing. (laughs) Make sure, please. That's all I have to do. Yeah, like, bro, that is... Garden to kitchen. Bro, that's amazing. Garden to cocktail. They do farm to table. That's what I'm saying. So for me, I do garden to cocktail, farm to cocktail, because I want everything to be, come from an aggregate part of Mm. you. It's fresh. And then you put it in a bottle, and then you experience it. That's that's what I really want for my brand, and that's not what I want for my brand. That is literally my brand. So I was like, you know, I need to partner with people. Continue, but I have a question. Okay. I was like, I need to partner with people. (laughs) So, you know, black and brown farmers have the least amount of access to capital. And so we were the original farmers. Hello. So I was like, I need to make sure that I only focus on them. So I started going around the city and in Maryland and meeting black and brown farmers. And so that's where I get my ingredients from in order to make these this liquid gold. And so it's just been something super amazing is how it evolved. Like in the beginning, they weren't really selling. Cause like, how am I gonna tell you the cocktail mixer or the cranberry juice or mm. the orange juice that you usually get at the store needs to be replaced? Mm. Like that's hard to do, you know? So, but when you believe in it, I was like, I'm still do it. I would sell one or two a week at pop-ups. They would sell out mm. because people are able to taste them. You mm. see what I'm saying? Be like, oh see, damn, this touch, is good. See, oh yeah, touch, give me two hair, bottles. Yeah, they'd be like, dang, the packaging. Oh, this is nice. Give me a few. But online, it just really wasn't correlating. Mm-hmm. Um, 2020 happens, the pandemic. 
I'm you just like doing virtual experiences. I started doing virtual experiences, but then I started trying to I'm, figure I'm not out how to. I'm talking about like other people. Oh you know, yes, meetings, parties. And then, but I also had to figure out how to connect with people via social media instead mm-hmm. of my social media being like a portfolio. I needed it to be a. A interactive yeah, a life of its own yeah so i was like mate i need to do more videos i need to craft cocktails and take pictures i need people to like want this sure, and like yeah, one day i woke up and i think at the beginning of april and i had 40 orders i was like um, now, that was the beginning <laughs> of quarantine yeah yep. so i was like uh okay Okay, we about to do this. All right, so I'm like setting up shop in the kitchen like I've always did, but like I got to get these orders out. Mm -hmm. Like we got to go. And so then like my mom would come over to help. My niece would come over to help. Um, And so, yeah, family's great. And then, you know, it does take a village. But you'll be up labeling stuff. Shout out to Hubby, though. Yes. He gonna work. Like, if it's anything, he gonna do. He gonna work. He gonna put the work in. He gonna work. Is the money involved? Shit. We gonna work. Shit. You about to make, oh. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. And so, like, from there, it just became, like, this, like, wow. And so, let me see. My storytelling, though. So, also in mixology, you start to storytell. You started to tell Talk stories. To us about that. Like and that. so, okay, sorry. What's your question? I want to no, answer right. your question. All right, so this is like a two-part question now, because <laughs> nah, I had two different questions. I had the thing lined up. Charles usually take my talking points, but you did it today, so. You know what I'm but my first question was the uh, garden to cocktail. Yeah. Make sure we hashtag that. Uh, gotta hashtag that. Anybody, whichever one y'all. Don't ever, steal that. You know that was hers first. Just <laughs> put it out there. <laughs> Um, did you go into it intentionally thinking that you wanted to make like a healthy like syrup or mixture? Because yes. like with that being said, like because a lot of like you said preservatives and all that, we tarnishing our body with the syrups and shit we putting in it. And then with you, it's like you balancing it out because you got the hibiscus and the ginger and all these other ingredients, mm-hmm. rosemary. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm yeah. So it was it was very very intentional. Mm-hmm. Like anything that I have done ever with my business has been always intentional um and people that's a misconception about for i'm gonna just step aside to a second like it's a misconception about people who make drinks that like when i introduce myself to people they're like oh she just made drinks oh she's a mixologist she just made drinks she's not about her business mm-hmm. no i'm i'm about my business first before i'm a mixologist because mm-hmm. i'm gonna pay my bills for sure. like you have to be focused if my business is not in order i can't be a creative mm-hmm. and so like i was very intentional about it being from garden to cocktail and i'm not really a holistic person like <clears throat> being healthy like i get that and i love that but i just know flavors taste very different when they're fresh when it's fresh gotcha. and i wanted it, it i wanted people to experience something on their palate that they have never experienced before and i knew it only had to come from the ground but mm. i also knew that i didn't have the time and the ability to grow it myself mm. then i also knew the access to capital then I also that knew that lacking. these black and brown farmers also feed people in marginalized areas. So everything is connected. Like in school, I did African-American studies and public policy. So I learned about all this stuff, food deserts and, 
mass incarceration. So mm-hmm. it's everything is very intentional. That's why I did that. For natural things and going yes, and then the lack of like healthy food and mm-hmm. war seven and eight and Prince George's County. We have to bring that up. Too. Yeah, so it's very intentional. It's very intentional. That's why I did question? that. I forgot it. That answer was so beautiful. It'll probably come back to me. Yeah. Drinking. I apologize. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just, I can't get over just the garden to college. I'm just like, that's just like. No. So I had fresh ginger. <laughs> that like, shit is just. The reason I asked that question fire. is because it's like, I had fresh <laughs> ginger beer one day and I just had to order a whiskey ginger. And he was like, you know, that comes with like ginger beer, not ginger ale. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And he brought me the gin, like, he was like, I want you to taste the ginger beer. And I tasted the ginger beer. It was like naturally they sourced it themselves, all that, making themselves. And I was like, and that's mixology. Yeah. Like there's some restaurants who are spirit forward, who have mixologists who build ginger beer in house. Mm-hmm. It's or it's root beer yeah. in house, and it really starts from them muddling. I like it. To, like it's it's amazing. And then you taste it, and you like. My second question, I found it. <laughs> Do you make dry syrups? Ooh. Dry syrups. Like, all right, so. Like I work cake syrup? No. Like, it's actually like, um, so I work at a place, and we do, like, virtual experiences and whatnot. It's mm-hmm. catering company. And we had the, like, a powdered version of oh, syrups. Wow. And then they add the, like, liquor and, like, all that. But it has oh, all of, wow. like, the... Uh, Say it might have a uh, rose petal or something in it, and like I, the packet actually comes with it. Wow, it's like no, the sugar mm-mm. and all of that is already in it, but it's like natural sugar <laughs> and wow. all those things because we work with mixologists and okay. things like that. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't do anything um, as far as dry, but everything is like liquid based okay. that I've done. Third question: um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm Muslim, so it's just like I had to ask because it's just like mocktails have really been on my mind lately perfect like, yeah. and I was just and, um, I love the fact that you sell your syrup non-alcoholic absolutely so why mm-hmm. do you do that because uh, inclusivity is really important so when people say what's charismatic creations I always say like it's an inclusive cocktail experience mm-hmm. and I still use cocktail because the science behind me making it a is a cocktail but the inclusive part helps draw on the part that we also do mocktails mm-hmm. Um, I wanted people to be able to be at a party or at an event and not feel left out and have to drink lemonade. Like that's boring. (laughs) Like you can, you can drink. Yeah. You can drink the same. I can make you a mojito. I can muddle it, put my heart into it and not put any rum in it, put a premium syrup in there. And it looked like the person you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Not because you're masking it. You don't want them to know it's not a real mojito. But I don't want anyone to ever feel left out. I love it. That's so mocktail, that's why it's non-alcoholic. Because I want people who don't drink to explore. Like, make some fresh lemonade at home. And instead of just regular sugar, add my cocktail mixer. Or make iced tea at home instead of regular sugar, add my cocktail mixer. Or put it in an ice tray and those cocktail mixers become ice Mm -hmm. and they dilute in your lemonade. Like, have fun with your kids. You know what I'm saying? I just want it to be really exclusive. I really want it to be a household name. I want the kid to ask for a mocktail. I want grandpa to ask for a mocktail. I want everyone to ask for my syrup in their drink. 
Speaking of household names, you were featured in a New York Times article. Yes. For your creating of cocktails, and your skills. Styling. I'm about to say, your, I'm say make it, your styling cocktails. So you made the distinction early that you style them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said something I thought was interesting about pictures, I think you said. Like you do it for commercial. Commercial. Mm-hmm. Explain that. That's a that's an interesting um, thing that I, I haven't heard much when, when we yes. talk about um, mixology. So to your first point, New York Times was like, like a mama made it moment mm-hmm. for sure like and to be in new york times and to That's be featured and i was the only black mm-hmm. woman company black company in general Facts. um that was featured along with those cocktail mixers and to be a part of the cocktail mixer renaissance so 50 years ago when they started making cocktail mixers it, they weren't supposed to be good they just were supposed to make the bartender's life easier, easier. And so to be in an article and it's like the renaissance, like these new cocktail mixers are for your cocktails and they're made by craftsmen who are bartenders. And so I was just like, oh, gosh, wow. So that was like a mama made it moment. Um, and you should be proud, as you should, for sure. Absolutely. And then the styling you comes way in. You about that, by the way. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, you know what? I like. You I tell lived me in a that motherfucking thing. If I made the motherfucking New York Times, I mean, you see, you see my Twitter. You see my Twitter name is still that. You right. You right. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I mean, I'm just, gotta be who you are, play. You know? My Twitter name is still Chrissy, featured in the New York Times. That's a fact. Spelled out. <laughs> no, no N Y T. Because when you search me, or if you ever post my mm-hmm. tweet. It says Christy. New York. <laughs> New York. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, it was it was one of those things where I lived on that high for a long time. I still live on it because in 2019, I was like, I need to be featured in an article. I have to be, and that's really another big thing about me. I talk to my ancestors heavily because I know that they push me forward. Mm-hmm. Like I know my 3,000 grandparents. Like are when I talk to them. They provide what I need as long as I'm working. Like yeah, I'm, I believe in that. I believe in that heavily. I really also want an apology now. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it! It's like Charles is going to apologize and it's on record. God damn it! No, you. I mean, I believe you. I believe. I really. I really believe that. So I do talk things. We lose a recipe outside. I, I talk them out loud. Your asshole. That was good. That was a good one. That was really good. Cool. I say that in 2019 and mm-hmm. then in 2020. Hey, shout out to New York Times. Y'all know the Bam. vibes. And so for the commercial styling part, um, I've been hired by some brands mm-hmm. to style their cocktail, style their spirits in cocktails so they could use them for their national rollout or mm-hmm. for photos like for... Um, not commercials, like, but like right. national rollout for promo. Oh, yeah. Ads. So, yeah, ads and stuff. Pictures for their Instagram. Pictures that they would, you know, print mm-hmm. real big and put mm-hmm. in the liquor stores, like stuff like that. When they that. do events, you know. Yeah, so things. it'll be like, hey, we have a new spirit gotcha. being featured. Can you create a cocktail recipe? 
Ooh. And can you meet us at this location and style it when a, while a photographer takes a picture? That's, that's that's interesting. Is there like a particular um, not brand but cocktail or spirit that you like the most that you feel like makes you more creative, like tequila, gin, anything um, of that nature? I really like to work with all spirits, but my favorite spirit is um, gin. Why? I love gin. Um, one, that was the first spirit that I had ever crafted, not made a drink, but ever crafted a cocktail with um, at McCormick and Schmidt. So, so explain that, because you you made that you made the, a clear difference. The difference between making a drink and crafting. So, so explain that one to me. You're a craftsman. Yes, I am a craftsman. Oh, okay. Yes. Relax. So you, so you said craft. So that that was that was like you yes. said craftsman. So. Craftswoman. Craftswoman. Hey, man. Hey, first of all, fuck all that sexual shit. If she's a craftsman, she's a craftsman. I mean, I no, feel I, she's I, a woman. A she's a woman, no, technically. Okay. But, <laughs> craftsmanship. Craftswoman. You made the you made the distinction. So please explain to us. So making making a drink is just like for me. I when people say, "Oh, like she make drinks," pause. Stop. I don't. Don't disrespect me. Yeah, don't disrespect me. Like I craft cocktails. Like when you correct us and say you, you correct me and say mixology. It's no, a it's intention. It's intentionality with everything that you do when you start to craft things. So crafting means I'm using a jigger. I'm measuring out every single um, aspect of my cocktail, and I'm making sure that I'm using the right amount of ice because ice is very important mm -hmm. in your cocktails, whether it's neat or shaken or stirred. Very important. I know that our culture really hates ice, but in my classes, side note, I try to debunk all those myths about ice because mm -hmm. ice is very important. Mm -hmm. So I craft cocktails. Yes, I don't just make drinks. I don't just throw shit in there and, and hope it works. And hope you like it. No, uh -uh. you gonna love I, that shit. That's what I know. She I don't, you gonna love it. it. She's not making sure your drink is just strong. So, <laughs> no, it's not man. important to me because yeah. you're gonna get inebriated. If anyone has ever had my cocktails, they've been a little. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have a few more questions just about just all of it because I'm so fascinated. Wow. I, and I love and like here's the thing. I love being in spaces and helping people appreciate this craft because growing up there wasn't like, for me particularly, I can't speak for other people, there wasn't people where you're like, I want to be a bartender. Mm -hmm. I want to be a mixologist. And so when I'm asked to be an entrepreneur and talk to high schools or when my nieces and nephews ask me, I am very, very happy to be a hospitality professional Mm. And telling them that, like, I'm out here doing this shit and I'm making a lot of motherfucking money and I'm my own boss. And Jeez, don't let anybody make you feel like you have to be boxed in because I created my own thing. So I, I love I, I love being in this space. I love talking to people about this. I love when people are intrigued because it's always been this space of, oh, I'm just doing this right now until something falls through mm. or I'm just doing this right now because I need an extra job or I'm just no like this is all I do all day alright so what do we call it spirits 
Oh, you can, yeah, you can answer that question. I had enough. You can answer yeah, his is probably way more deeper. Mine is very basic. No, I'm, I'm not going to make it too deep because <laughs> we, we're, we're having too much fun. And this, this is, is a lot of fun. And yes, this is good. We we're not going to ruin the vibes. <laughs> 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 not today. Not today. Not today. Not today. So the spirits part comes from um, alchemy and, and an Ooh. alchemist. Oh, okay. So what alchemists used to do is they used to create things with potions mm-hmm. that's were a spirit mm-hmm. so it comes from just alchemist okay. um in the alchemy practice and that's why they call them spirits and we've always called them spirits um and so i also try to use that word in different settings too because you know that's what we call them mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't know that so i, I love this Oh, yeah. Hey, so I've had one of those before. here since he bought it. And and you know, like we, we watch your we watch y'all on YouTube. No, yeah. And Rich was like, Hey man, they got your <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> Oh my sense. I was like, Oh my gosh. Sense, and sense. that event Before we even book Rich to come on and jump. Yeah, we see these are hard. Yeah. yeah I that one, that, that last event last was a really good event. So to the experience part, but mm. like curating experiences. That event I call the traveling speakeasy. So y'all know what a speakeasy Ooh. is, right? I'm trying to go to speakeasy now. Y'all trying to go to Mary. <laughs> Let's go. I know bottle girl. Oh, you have to calm down. Like, I apologize. Put this <laughs> and so the idea about the traveling speakeasy was that I wanted to travel back in time to teach um, black people about Hennessy. Wow. And why we love it so much. And it's not just a it's not just a coincidence and it did not just because happened because of hip hop. Mm. It happened way before long time ago. So, you know, that's another thing with the curating the experience and so you drinking this drink i chose the graphic because rupert asked for rupert what a rupert. great name that's his name on um i know one time i was telling these guys if i had a kid i'm named rupert and they were hating they were like that's not a good name <laughs> i was like i was like which rupert you were talking about Relax. it was at this no, point no, no, it was no. it was when uh, i was all in on the that. capitalism be specific. i'm not as i'm not as be in specific, on now white man so be specific it's different <laughs> rupert murdoch it was, was different it was different back then i've changed my ways i've learned but let's let's talk about the <laughs> oh drink my though okay. rupert's great name though right Rupert. And so that's the storytelling so, oh, that, that I do. That is a prohibition <laughs> so, ass name. I fucks with it. So for me, your cocktails, I've had what? What makes you like? Shit. Yeah, what makes you just like, yo, this is the cider? Because like, they're always seem to be like the perfect blend of not like tasting alcohol, but tasting a drink. So like, and like you said, you're not trying to get people fucked and up. Perfectly themed. Yeah, like you're not trying to get people yes. fucked up, but you know they get fucked up. So like, what goes into like fucked up theme? Taste and taste like is it all one side or are you just like or hey. you just be in the house after you yeah you just be try- like are you trying shit or are you deciding like paper to pad like and just be like there you go so I I write everything down um because I because I believe when you write it down it happens so and and then I also yep and so I, so and then also like I I feel like a lot of our and also just another point like 
like a lot of our history is lost because people didn't write stuff down. Mm. And so if anything were to ever happen to me, I want like there to be archival stuff. They didn't write stuff down or could weren't able to write stuff down? Both. Okay. Both. Both. Yeah, you facts. Yeah, yeah facts, 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 facts. So they couldn't write stuff down. And then when we were able to write stuff down, so we didn't yeah, write stuff down. Right. So, you know, a lot of things are word of mouth. We're big oral history people. And so I, so I write everything down. And so how I come up with stuff is all about a connection to something. So mm. that cocktail um, in, let's see, in uh, college, I would come home, and my mother, at one point, was de- was dealing with some sort of depression. Mm-hmm. But when I would come home, she would be watching Claudine. Mm-hmm. So I would sit down, and we would watch Claudine over and over. Like that, when it would end, we started over. I would I would make some daiquiris. We would start over, and we would just watch it. So Cla- I, I always knew I had to feature Claudine in one of my cocktails and the reason why i did claudine for this event about hennessy because rupert goes to the bar and he asks for gimme brown mm-hmm. and back in the day Browns. brown and then that's how they asked for their cognac or mm-hmm. their bourbon they would go to the bar and say gimme brown so that's why i had to feature him then um in the um this cocktail too and i also had to feature hennessy because black people need to learn about hennessy um, how I come up with recipes, I want to challenge your palate. Mm-hmm. Your memory is amazing. I didn't even remember that nigga question. Swear to God. Continue though, please. And so let me see what's in this cocktail. So this cocktail is Cavassier, mm-hmm. Saint Germain, mm-hmm. which, which is an elderflower liqueur, mm-hmm. cardamom rose syrup, and fresh lime juice. So I wanted to challenge your palate with cardamom because cardamom is like um, kind of savory because this was November and it's kind of spicy. Wow, so that memory you... is great because the that's fact that she said an item and then it was November and she was like, that's how I remember it. That's is great. great. Certain spices are only good on certain times. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, that's all of it. Especially freshly grown. Yeah, and then savory. I wanted it to be savory. Um, and so recently when I did Southside Market, yeah, I, I was like... What'd you say? I said they laughed when I said her memory was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then Charles is like, oh yeah, her memory is I mean, amazing. but the, no, the, the Lincoln boom, November, it was, it was crazy, bro. But that's how it I, was definitely November one. Yeah, that's, that's how I, I craft, that's how I think about cocktails. Another cocktail that I did in January was featuring and storytelling about how I grew up always watching um, Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. So I did a Robin Williams cocktail. It was called Hello Mellow. And it had toasted marshmallow rosemary syrup. So, like, you wouldn't toast marshmallow. That sounds amazing. In, in, like, the summer? Like, you may do it, but that's something that you would do, like, at a fire pit in the fall and the winter. When I did Southside Market in May, at the end of May, I was just like, hmm, how could I storytell, teach someone something new, and then also challenge people's palates? So... I created a Southside margarita, and it featured Marion Berry, and it had um, mumbo sauce in it. And then I did. I you bullshit when you brought mumbo sauce earlier. Mumbo sauce in it. It had mumbo sauce in it. So it had yeah. cognac in it, or some type of. Oh brand. no, it was tequila. Oh. The tequila reposado. Mm. Um, 
Um, it had a red rose syrup because red rose is the uh, flower of DC. Mm-hmm. It had mumbo sauce in it. Because that's the food of DC. And then fresh lime juice because that's in a margarita. Sure. And um, a citrus liqueur because that's in a margarita. Mm-hmm. No, actually, I did a ginger liqueur in that one. So it so I the spice from the ginger. Buy this tomorrow. Yeah, the spice outside from the ginger. <laughs> no, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, I'm not spice spice oh, south well, side. <laughs> just pull up to the store. Yeah, sure. I'm I'm there tomorrow. Twelve through five. Twelve. We know y'all. We know y'all times. Come on. Ooh, we're real fans over here, baby. I, I don't know mean, if y'all know. I, mean, y'all I don't know if y'all, I don't know, y'all know. Fuck people, bro. Hey, we pulled <laughs> into the last, store multiple last times. Time. They told us about black business, so we, we we listen. And Rich was on not. So we we listen. So we made sure I listen. That's what he was saying. That motherfucker. And so you know everything is really intentional. And then the second cocktail I featured Pearl Bailey, where she used to like tip tear up the U Street Corridor. She was a jazz singer. She wasn't from D.C., but she lived in D.C. for a very long time. And um, But who knows about Pearl Bailey on like a regular basis, but when you buy something from me, I tell you a little bit about it. You drink a really bomb-ass cocktail. Um, you're a, your pilot experienced something that it never experienced before, and then you waiting on the next drop. Like, what else is she? For sure. What else you had Will Smith. You had... I've curated mm-hmm. 29 different cocktails Ooh. since August 2020. So, hold on, Chad. That's less than a year. 12 months. I'm about to say, I'm about to say that's less than a year. Because I drop about like two eight, to three what? to four a month. That's nice. And they're all different. None of nothing's ever repeated. Yeah. Wow. I was about to say, I was just about to, I was like, are you off your hubby where you don't repeat shit? Um, yes and no. Simple. So, are you I've also had... a simple but effective? <laughs> nah, I'm okay, not simple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because that was a theme, but that makes me. Yeah, that is that is the theme is right. Um, but so I only repeat yeah, things me. when my customers quote unquote bully me in my comments. Like yeah. we need that, we need that again. Like we need that. Like in my DMs, we need that. Nah, that blue job. I love a person who's gonna listen to the, the fans. Um, I forgot the name. Jim plus me and him. Yeah, it's me. Um, that jump, I was looking at the ingredients. Look at me dropping the mic. <laughs> I was looking at the ingredients. Hey, I was like, damn, that jump was bomb. But I wasn't drinking at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so sometimes I repeat them. Also really based on, like, the customer response. <laughs> and, like, um, if it just really resonates with me. So I've repeated flowers for um, Nazaki a few times. That was the first cocktail that jump-started my storytelling. So last year, I was asked to come do a pop-up event, and we had to curate a cocktail, tell a story about it, and then 100% of the proceeds would be donated somewhere. So I donated my proceeds to Martha's Table, and I chose um, Nanzaki Shange because in high school, I went to a predominantly white boarding school. And so the um, Maryland, DC, Maryland, Baltimore County. (laughs) Well, I made it (laughs) (laughs) by the the skin, by the skin. The hairs on my chinny chin. I grew up up in Maryland County, so I already know how them motherfuckers. Yeah, so it was just, it was very different um, (laughs) as far as like being a black girl from. From the city, sort of like 
Suitland, like, you know, it's Maryland, just... Maryland, County area, and then going over that side, it's just totally different. It's just totally different. So, I was a junior in high school at the time. My theater teacher, amazing white guy, um, and he really loved Nantaki Shange. So, he was like, I really want to do this play. I really want to do this play. The cast has to be all black. Mm, because wow. we did... Um, for color girls. Okay. So the cast had to be all black. We got some pushback from that because the white girls felt excluded. <laughs> um, but we still persisted through and then we had to edit a lot of the monologues because they had cursing in it. So we finally did it and it was like one of the most amazing experiences that I've ever did in my life. And the play is just about the metaphysical dilemma of being a black woman in America. Mm-hmm. So this is high school too. Yeah, this was Ooh. high school, so it was a lot. Mm-hmm. But you know, I took it all in, and the cocktail had to be about my experience with Nozaki Shake. Okay. And so people loved it. Can you break her down, please? I have somebody in my mind, and I have a question as to the person who I think it is. But can you like give a quick background on the person you're talking about? Yeah. So she was a feminist, a playwright. Um, one of her most famous plays was for colored girls who have considered suicide. Say mm-hmm. less. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, so, um, and so in that cocktail, I wanted to give her her flowers 100%. So it was called Flowers for Nazaki. And so, Jen is a spirit that's infused with rose and cucumber. Mm-hmm. I used um, Saint Germain which is an elderflower liqueur. Okay. I used Domaine Canton, which is ginger. No flower, but it added a bit of like a spice to it, just a tad spice. I did a, um, let's see, a pea flower <clears throat> syrup. Okay. Um, so that pea made it, flower. so it made it purple. Ooh. No, it made it blue. Then I added lime juice, which made it purple. Mm-hmm. And just the color of lime oh, helps. Green, right. Yeah, helps okay. it to be purple. And then I garnished it with Black Eyed Susans because she died in her Maryland home in 2018. And the Black Eyed Susan is Maryland's. Yeah. So, you know, you see how you just... The historian is strong in you. I was about to yes. say that. I the historian was like, I'm a historian very, too. It's very, very strong in you. As a, when we said Pearl Bailey, I was like, damn. <laughs> Listen, she was just throwing out names, when times, she places. Bailey, when she said Pearl Bailey, it made me think about when Cuz in the comments, shout out to you, bro. I don't know your name. But yeah, shout I know who you're talking about. comment a lot. And he was just like, we need some so DC, DC history yeah, facts. DC you brought the U Street. And I went home and I was just like, bro. Pearl That's why when she mentioned, like, I was like, the U Street Corridor. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah, that, was okay. Black, that was Black Broadway. Yeah, we know. We, we talked about that. Yeah, we talked guys, about that in guys, the podcast. Yeah. Some things like that, but the historian is very strong in you. Very. Is that before all of this, or is this part of? Because you said at one point the massage is a therapist, a historian. Oh, so was this part of your? Hey, I'm. This is my job now, or have you always just been intrigued by that? And this kind of just falls in line. I'm always being been intrigued by history, like. Forever, I love history. You don't know where you going if you don't know. Where Anybody you who fucks with history is my type of person. Person. I love history. Um, everything is tied to something, and then like it's just—it's just honestly so amazing to read about how the world. It, like nothing ever surprises me surprises me about how the world interacts with each other now because mm-hmm. they've been interacting fucked up. 
Forever. Forever. Ever. <laughs> so like, and then we was in a house for years. So yeah. So you just, and now now everyone sees. Three years is about to be fucked up. So now everyone literally sees how the world interacts with each mm-hmm. other. Um, sees. Literally, they see it now. Sees. And so, like, I've always been a historian. I study wars. Um, in high school, so like that was that's where that's where the love for history started because I because I studied wars. You know how I could tell during the interview when you talked about alchemy, like yes. the way you talked <laughs> about it. Alchemist. It was like it wasn't like oh yeah he made spirits. It was like yo you don't know this guy did like he was doing like that was a thing and like you don't really oh. Yeah. Right wrist, left wrist. So like, I just, I just love how like every single small part of my life has been put into my business intentionally, and it just creates something. You so say like, mixologists and bartenders are storytellers. You are telling stories all the time. But I didn't know I could do the storytelling part until last year. Like, mm. I, I haven't fully a, a full year of tapping into the storytelling part of my life. Well, the mixology life. This is really new to me and I really love it. I like it. I love it a lot. That's but I'm so intrigued by like the difference in what you do versus bartenders. Because like no shade to the bartenders. I fuck with the bartenders. Yeah, no shade. I started there. But somebody who who I said something and someone was like, it was you was you who tweeted I tweeted something you were like uh, the bartender got it wrong. Oh, no, it was the Amasi. So I was treating about uh, tonic water. How you feel about tonic water before this little sidebar? Um, How you feel about tonic water? I feel like tonic water, mm-hmm. which we also call like quinine. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. It just has this uh, flavor to it that is just very... So, someone who orders a vodka tonic and someone orders a vodka soda are two different people. They taste completely different. They are not the same. They are not the same. Diamante, that was for you. (laughs) So, with that being said, I fuck with tonic water because that's just my shit. Okay. I don't know why I like it. I'm saying I fuck with tonic water. And I'll drink it by myself. I don't need no I'm drinking Perrier right now, baby. I'll just drink hot water. Sparkling, yeah. But for you, like, is there, like, a certain mixer or thing that's just like, no, can't do, won't do, Mm. Actually, I, I I try to stay away from creamy things. So like Ooh. a like a cream liqueur or like mm-hmm. I mean, you're using an egg like, white. Yes, but that is different than like yeah, that's what you saying. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you meant like dairy or some yes, shit like that, like, like, like creamy things. What because I definitely I'm don't just, agree. Milk should not be. What about like a coffee? You know, people do like the coffee type of. I mean, I think all of those things are great. Whiskey you can coffee go amazing together, Charles. Yes, there are whiskey coffees. Exactly, that's well, what I'm saying. Cafe. Exactly, that's what I'm more so thinking. I went to I went to a, a, a I went to a liquor party at Georgetown one time, and it was different stations of liquor at each place, and one station was like. Look like coffee. It was very weird. I'm just What's saying. What's between liquor and liqueur? Yeah, that's another yes. question I had. Yeah. So I think Charles was just like battling with that entirely. Okay, so liquor, <laughs> which is a spirit, mm-hmm. has been distilled and then brought up to um, a certain ABV 
and then to a certain proof, right? Can you tell people what ABV is? Um, alcoholic uh, beverage, ABV, yeah, alcoholic um, percentage, basically. Um, and so a liqueur is a distilled spirit, but it's not um, distilled to a higher proof like a regular vodka. And then they add different flavors. They uh, macerate different fruits, so it's very sweet. Um, they use they use artificial fruit, sometimes artificial flavoring, but it's yeah. like a very. <laughs> it's okay. It's a very. <laughs> it's a very sweet sort of additive to your cocktail and it's alcohol because it's distilled the same way mm-hmm. um, but just to a lower ABV. You know how you get drunk off of it. No, so like a triple sec. You never know. Some people might fuck around. Yeah, some people. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, some people drink like Grand Marnier. Some people drink like Grand Marnier on the rocks, which is a liqueur. That's true. Um, but it, it'll take you a bit longer. That's what I'm saying. That's more. I'm saying you're yeah. hosting at that point. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's, it's called it like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a wine cooler. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Great. Great. How do you feel about wine coolers? Bring them up. How do you feel about like hard? Hard lemonade, like hard mics, that all that type of shit. Well, I mean, hard I'm, I'm, nev- I'm never going to talk bad about Seagram's on coolest because I'm your auntie at the party. With <laughs> 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 and my Seagram's. <laughs> what is it? J- J- Jamaica be crazy? Yeah, or drink that at the party so I, I love wine coolers I feel like that's an old two out hey, a little uh-uh. Bahama Mama Jim hey it's me I fuck with the Smirnoff Ice Jones you know what I'm doing I feel like we had a good summer at Smirnoff Ice Jones I love wine coolers and like it's an ode yes, to the people who like drank when we were younger that's what I'm saying they, they drank that when we were younger I honestly had my first swig or something was yeah, a wine cooler. Oh, a smell a little joint like the one on. If it came, if it was a wine cooler, it was your aunt. If it was a beer, it was your uncle. Mm-hmm. Straight mm-hmm. up. Fact. And I've had wine coolers because of my aunts, and I had beer, tasted beer before because of my dad. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like wine coolers. I I really don't like uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade that much. I don't know. It just seems. I'm either going to be real cheap and do Seagrams or Mad Dog 2020 or I'm going to do or I'm going to do something Rich, like is that your influence the Mad <laughs> no, Dog no 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 uh-uh. that's how I better baby I don't know what you want from no, me no, I, I wasn't no, trying to put that on you I was just asking he's like I don't know what you want from me man that's how that hood you know I was like I was a Kojo Hey, hey, chill out. Kojo had one of the best fights in history. I've never dogs, seen a nigga crush somebody off a bad dog 2020. So that nigga I definitely saw that. Wow. So I'm even going to do a Seagram's Fine Cooler or a Mad Dog 2020. Or I'm going to do like. What's Mad Dog? What was that? Like, sh- with strawberry? The red, the red joint. joint. Oh, okay. I knew it. I knew it. If you drink the blue, you fight it. See, Mad Dog 2020 came from me being a broke college student and all of us trying to figure out what would get us to that next mm-hmm. level. Mary and so that I was think, the I think, era. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't do that. See, that's exactly. what I'm saying. That's why, makes, that's, why made, that's why I was Man, never going to judge. I was a four local cat. Shout out to our man, Tunji. Did to, you get your settlement? Did they even <laughs> <laughs> We used to party. We used to party. Did they 
I got a grateful local story. Wasn't it um some like AC fluid in the drink? Oh my god, that shit's crazy. Shout out to Brianna Reaver, she's a mom now. But Charles, don't do this. One day we were in the McDonald's parking lot. We're in the McDonald's parking lot in Orlando. James, you hit the We're in my car. And I had a four local in the joint. And somebody's, I think you're rolling up a joint. I did. I rolled up in backwards. For some reason, I told someone, I said, drop the J in the four loco. I said, no, Charles. I'm not doing that. Did it explode? No. So we dropped it. Let you know. And we dropped it out. Hills were on fire. And the we flame and like, like yeah, like, and like it wouldn't like, it would just like, we, so we lighted, and I remember we we dipped it. I was like, she was like, it's not gonna smoke. I did not dip it. We all used the whole it, thing in the car. I, I dipped it. I was like, yo, we gonna do this. We dry it out. Charles took oh, a is J this out the millennial dipper? <laughs> yeah. Basically, we dry that shit out, and we in the back of my car, hot box it, and that, like he said, it just will not like the flame is it just not, not going go out, out at first. first. Like, like it's just like on, and the joint is like still. It's not like a big fire, but it's like it's like, lit. Like not like you smoking lit. Like Charles, no, like shut the fuck the up. The shit is on. It was a blue flame. It was. It was. If you know anything about science? That was Rihanna Reeves because she was there. The blue she flame is the this. hottest flame. She remembers this. <laughs> so I'm smoking a J. Who else is in the that car? That has a blue like, flame. Charles, we're not going to throw people's names under the bus. They're all moms now. There's one more person in the car. They're all moms now. There's two more people. They're moms it's now. It's three and two more people. They are moms now. Revis, you were in the car. Shout out to you. Charles is messy. This is why we don't give him tequila. She was in the car. They're all moms now, Charles. That's all that matters. And, and so also, this is why I love the spirits industry. Did you see how that like one thing brought you somewhere right? that that's you true. love the most? That's like true. that's you why my about mad dog went to full logo. And that's why my tagline <laughs> is like a great night never started with a solid. That's my tagline. You ain't never tell no motherfucking lies, man. Hell? Listen, she got the fucking quarterback. That's the name of this episode. Yeah. That's the name of this episode. What, what, what was that? A good night. Ain't a never stop with no damn No, not a good a night. A great no, night. No, 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 you don't say it. Go a for it, Chris. A great night never started with a salad. Yeah, and the episode like that. Ain't nothing else to be said. A great night never started with a salad. And it might have ended bad because you ate only ate salad. salad. You hear me? A great night. So you got, you got all these mixes floating around with lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen, James. listen. James. You motherfuckers be eating like rabbits. Fuck that shit. Stop eating like rabbits. Get you some liquor. Charismatic creations. That's all we talk about. That makes a fucking noise. A great night never started with a salad. Listen, there's your plan this gospel. <laughs> Honestly. Not true. And that's why I love spirits because that one instance took you back so somewhere far and it took you back to a spot where you was like oh my gosh I love this and so that's why like I infuse flavors and like a cocktail that you may taste may taste like a Jolly Rancher and you remember that time going to the um the ice cream truck getting Jolly Ranch you know it just brings you back so that's why it's always curating an experience because that experience may not be in the place where you're drinking Mm-hmm. But it may take you back somewhere that you had a really great time, nice. and you like, dang, this cocktail good, man. I remember, 
and then you created another memory. Last time I got drunk, man, Shirley was with my cousin, country ass cousin. I, I was gonna. Drink, were you drinking moonshine? No, uh, no. We were drinking whiskey before they got to the bar we were at, and then they asked us. What we were drinking, we told them whiskey, and he said, okay, bet, shots of Patron, and we were like, hold on. That's, that's, that's a different type of energy. That's not at all what I said. Well, hold on, hold on, but, but before we finish, we were we got a little too ahead of, that was a great ending, and I, but I can't end it there. Charles, I, I was look, not going to let you end it. You have to look in the we're camera. We're having fun. You have to look in the camera. Straight in the camera. And tell them something. Only you. This is you, your fans. New York Times. Remember, <laughs> tell them my one thing that she wants them to know. New York Times within two years of her actually being like, I'm going to do this shit. Remember, she talked to the ancestors, y'all. I'm sorry. I, I really apologize did. to like, y'all. She really manifested it. Like, a lot yeah, of y'all literally. be talking about manifestation, but she actually Don't be manifested. Don't this be shit. that guy. I'm going to be that guy. One thing, say it to the camera. Only you, not him, me, where are you? Oh, so you. What am I saying? Whatever you want. This is for you, you to them. This is for you to them. Yes, so I want you all to know that um, a black man taught Jack Daniels how to distill whiskey. Nearest. Nearest. He was no longer a slave when he got to Tennessee. He was actually a field hand and he worked in the jump. So he was now no longer a slave. So if they ever tell you that Uncle Nearest Green was a slave when he made Jack Daniels, that's a motherfucker. Yeah, no, so he worked for, was a field hand still owned by uh, someone where he distilled whiskey for. That guy, I don't know his name, um, he sold his land, his to distillery, to the Jack Daniels family, and Uncle Nearest Green stayed. Yeah. So he stayed, and he taught Jack Daniels how to distill whiskey. And we only call him uncle. is the same reason why we call Aunt Jemima Aunt Jemima, because it was black people. Yes, but no, there were black people who were people that they liked. Mm -hmm. So they called black people who they liked aunt and uncle. Um, Nearest Green was like 28. He wasn't old, but he was Jack Daniels' uncle. So he taught him how to distill whiskey. So when you think about how Tennessee whiskey tastes, it was because of a black a black man, and that is called the Lincoln County process. Mm-hmm. And Lynchburg, Tennessee, his family is one of the richest families in that city and the state as well. Who? I did my research on who? That. Uncle Nares? Yeah. Yep, and his great great granddaughter is the one who um, is the master blender of Uncle Nares. Eighteen eighty. Yeah, eighteen eighty four. Her name yeah. is Victoria. Yeah, I follow her. I follow the. It's only right she gave y'all a history fact. And see, here's the it's thing. Nothing both women here's, that run Uncle Nares. Yes, no, and, here's, and here's the fact. thing. Like, like, let's let's call the spade a spade. Mm-hmm. They weren't picking their cotton. No. They weren't making their food. No. They weren't breastfeeding their kids. So no. why was they distilling their and own the spirits and the ingredients that they were making to? age blend and all that for their spirits came from where we came from yeah and so i, I just deep, i just i was trying to keep it but i knew she was gonna give us a history fact but i mean you we, took we, we just have to we i just brought uncle nearest on the show bro That's i true. got a bottle of that for my birthday and I perfect. Uncle nearest is fire i love it yeah 1884 and 
1884 is really important as yeah, a spirit was because, because that was the date that they believed that he would have been considered a full human, not mm-hmm. um, what is it called, two thirds yeah, or one third, two thirds, two thirds of a human. 1884 was the date with. Uncle Nero's screen would have been he didn't make it to that date mm-hmm. but would have been a full black citizen so that date is really important and a southern historian mixologist therapist listen y'all don't pay for it enough for like, what do y'all want from us <laughs> the hourly rate has to go oh, oh, oh you oh, must not have seen that. her race on her website my nigga <laughs> Listen, pay, pay the rate. <laughs> you ain't must matters. Pay hey, the rate. First of all, oh, I got one if, you want an, no, if you want an experience, my nigga. That's exactly what be my last question. Mobile bartending. Um, like, how does that, like, how do you, like, that was the vibes. <laughs> hey, Charles. So I have a team. <laughs> I have a team. <laughs> and when people hire us, they hire us for all different kind of events, private, corporate, social. So your you bag, bag. your weddings, She's birthday parties. Mm-hmm. We've done a baptism after party. Nigga, We've done one year old birthday hey, parties. P, we might need her for the B day party, P. <laughs> we might need her for the B day party. We've done corporate events. We do store events. We've been hired by like Macy's, Madewell, stuff like that. So J Crew. We, I don't know if we can get the Macy's rate, right, but you know, nigga, the Madewell rate. I ain't got that easy. Give us the company one. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I didn't see when it be selling the Macy's. They got Polo, Ralph Lauren. You know what I'm saying? Do you know it's association? I do. But it's assassination sounds way better. Man, this is going a horse. I like when we can have fun and also be good. Don't just let me have fun is just random. But this is actually fun and good. And you learn life lessons, history lessons as well. So, can you be upset? No, you can't. This is mixology. What more do y'all This is mixology. Damn. She got some quotables, motherfucker. God damn. And let's bars. And let's bars. <laughs> Fire on the ass. Nah, for real. She she can't wait the machine. So who do you listen to? Musical ass. And where does your inspiration come from for these new drinks? Because I know... Like, like, yeah, when you, you I'm hubby, about to say, when you, you make hubby, it, when you make your drinks, what are you listening same, to? Because, like, you and hubby don't repeat things. But y'all also have different types of inspirations like for him it's his family mm-hmm. things like that and like he tells stories through artwork his experiences and his uh-huh. experience things like that so like how do you actually break down your story when you get to cocktails and things like that because you explained the one with your mom and things like mm-hmm. that so. um everything that i've put out thus far has like a little bit of connection to me mm-hmm. i want people to learn a bit about me through these people that i highlight because they're intentional and then learn a bit about these people. So, as far as music, I love Beyonce. Okay. Like, I listen to Jay-Z. Um, I like let's see. I love Dom Kennedy. You know. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I listen to music on the shuffle. Ari Lennox. Okay, stuff like that. When I'm really like Listen, working, we mm-hmm. just doing stuff. In the thi- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me though. You, you have to relax. <laughs> you gotta relax. You have to call. She that. agreed though. I so know like, she who's the worst? No. She in her bag. She in her Birkin. Sure. She's really in her that Birkin. Come and doing things. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be. I listen to Ari Lennox. That's the, the new apartment. Yes. Be 
I just got my new, new apartment. apartment. Not just an apartment. The new apartment. What are you talking about? Shout out to Arlen. Yeah, shout out to Arlen. Come on the show. Come on the show. Visit my warehouse. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Come. Stop yeah. Um, so you know, I listen to these people, but when I'm in the thick of it, mm-hmm. I am watching the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay, I'm gonna say that's the real motivation right there. So even if it's just not Mimi, I'm like, focused on it, but it's just like so in the background, background it's like some something about chaos gets the juices flowing. You know what? So I'm just like See, to be honest, portion. can you give me can you can you send me some drinks to watch because I'm off of politics. Like that shit is oh, so 2020. Have you watched Salt Lake? Real, I'm, that's what I was going to ask oh, you. Salt, Salt Lake, Lake is crazy. Right. Salt Lake is ridiculous. Can we, can we start like a, a, a group so we can like really get into the thick of things? Like I need to get You carried. have to start. So I started Atlanta over okay. from season one. All right. It's crazy. How this Send me links. Let's, 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 let's work. Let's, let's work as a collective because this politics shit is mad whack. Like let's get some good drama. Yeah. Some, I, some I, solid I used to good be drama. really into politics, but that's then I'm like I'm off of that shit. it just became soap opera. That's what I'm I'm off of that shit. Real Housewives. That's what I'm saying. Real Housewives me. Real Housewives me. Do you know what? Fuck y'all. We the Real Housewives. Yeah, we, we are. Uh, and I don't want it to ever Bet. stop. Like, I will be watching Real Housewives, any franchise, honestly. Um, until, that. like, f- until Bravo ends it. You know I'm what? Also, I'm going to end up Love After Lockup. So, like, yeah. Uh, watch that. I didn't get that. I'm right. just trying to tell you. Y'all, y'all need some debauchery? That's really, if y'all that's need, a lot of debauchery. If you need some debauchery? If Matt agrees. If you need some debauchery, I'm trying to tell you. And you just want to watch this. That's a lot Listen, of, I'm, here for, I'm here for a lot of white mess. And if you want some white mess, that's some good white mess. Like, you want your white mess on it? My nigga. I can fuck with it that. It is only white mess. I would rather watch it's like a few black white brothers. rich mess, not white trailer oh, trash mess. Oh, man. Nah, that's my favorite type of mess. White people? Poor white people, my favorite type of mess. I need that. I need that. I need that. If that's the racism, I need that. I need that. I need the, more of that. The, I need more. the last time I watched something that was you know like trailer trash was like um honey boo boo. Oh, 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 she comes on next. Like she's rich. <laughs> she's right, right after. Mama June. Shout out to Mama June. Shawnee said she oh was smoking crack to lose weight. We have gotten away from this interview. Listen. Going out. Listen. <laughs> we are losing Let's recipes. We're losing recipes. <laughs> We're losing recipes. <laughs> 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 This is fun. Like, you see what we, we This is fun. This is fun. You gotta. This is time fun. I walk off camera, you doing that. All right, all right. We, we gotta end this up. We gotta end this correctly. Yeah, right. You gotta reel it in, baby. All right. So, I, this, I swear, this, this is so much fun. I have more questions. And I have more. All right, I'm gonna stop. For the people who wanna find out about you, who yes. wanna book you, who want mobile bartending, how can they contact you? So, you can follow us on social media, uh, Instagram at Charismatic Creations, Facebook, Charismatic Creations, no, Charismatic Creations, LLC. The website is charismaticcreationsevents.com. Um, and then... And it's spelled the way it sounds. Like the yes, right it little is. way. It's not none of that bougie, Charismatic wild ghetto shit. creations. There's no 3, 4, E. There's no 0, 4, O. None of that wild shit. I hate you. Straight up. <laughs> it's yes, it and like all the way. So on the website, if you have any questions before submitting an inquiry, um, and then She's like, please don't be a haggler, dog. No, I'm not tagging her. <laughs> <laughs> it's the boss. Yo, 
And if you need like cocktail inspiration or want to learn a little bit about cocktails, just follow the Instagram. We drop some gems. And also just like support black businesses and support black and brown farmers. Because the United States put black farmers out of business. All right. That's how you end it. That's how you end it. And that's why they kill. Because he wasn't fucking with that shit. He flat out said that the Middle West was out here banging the fuck out. And they was out here paying white farmers not to farm. And the black farmers, they took their land. In Virginia, they doing the same thing out Loudoun County. Nigga, I ain't drinking that shit. The USDA is a racist organization. The sirens are running. The sirens are running. Cut the mic. You guys are foolish.